This is how you're going to be on the same wavelength as they. This is how you'll have healthier, happier relationships. Do you have a hard time connecting with people in a meaningful way? Getting beyond that initial introductory phase in the relationship? Do you have a limited perspective on what the speaker is saying? Do you have a hard time understanding their feelings and emotions? And do you struggle with being alert to nonverbal communication? Today we're talking about empathetic listening. So if you answered yes to any of those questions, then you're going to want to stick around for this one. We're going to discuss three strategies for empathizing and communication. Empathetic communication allows us to be attuned to the content, but also the intention and feeling and emotion behind the delivery of the message. Why should you care about empathetic listening, about empathetic communication? Empathetic listening allows you to validate the person's feelings. And by doing so, you're showing that they're not wrong for having those feelings or having those emotions. Empathetic listening will help you listen to a person in a non-judgmental way. So you're not passing any value judgment, which can be difficult for some people, right? Sometimes people are too quick to judge. But the point of empathetic listening is that you resist the urge to judge. It'll help you build a relationship with the person because they'll feel like they can open up to you and trust you. And it'll allow you to respond in a meaningful and targeted way that's not about giving advice or telling them what they should do or passing judgment. Instead, it's about hearing them out and helping them validate their experience. Three strategies that I'm about to share with you are highly implementable and you'll be able to use them right away in your next conversation that you have after watching this video lesson. The first strategy is paraphrasing. Here, you're putting into your own words what the experience is that the person is sharing, what their emotions are, what their feelings are, describing the experience without injecting your own assumptions, beliefs, actions, experiences, or feelings. And the purpose of paraphrasing is to check for understanding. Why does this work? Because checking for understanding makes sure that you have got what they said, that you're on the same page as they, and that you are aware of what's going on. You're not thinking about what you're going to say next. You're not thinking about a similar situation or experience you've had. You are 100% focused and you are even making sure that you've got it. Checking for understanding. In other words, you're making it about them. It's not about you. And by paraphrasing, you're checking for understanding because you're showing them that you care and that you're invested. You're not framing a response that you're going to impress them with. And you're not providing advice. You're not providing solutions. What you are doing is validating their emotions and their experiences and their feelings of frustration, anger, resentment, whatever it is they're going through and they want to be able to share with you. And this helps build a stronger connection between the speaker and you. For example, you might say something like, I can totally see how this event made you angry. You know, being worried in a situation like this is not uncommon. You're feeling really frustrated right now. I get it. I'm not sure anyone can understand the pain that you must be in. You have every right to be disappointed about the cause for that miscommunication. I will link below in the description box 
some other key phrases that you can use when paraphrasing. So to sum up, strategy one, paraphrasing accomplishes validating the person's emotions and feelings and experiences and really hearing them out by checking for understanding to make sure that you have understood what they're trying to convey to you. And this way you're actively listening to them. You're empathetically listening. By checking for understanding, you're also putting it out there to be corrected, to make sure that you've got it and allowing the speaker to correct you if there was a misunderstanding. So it allows them to clarify anything for you that you just didn't get or you missed. Strategy number two, mirroring. This is basically when you reflect the emotions and the feelings and the content, what the speaker said. It can sometimes be verbatim, right? Word for word. It's different from paraphrasing. This is basically where you reflect the emotion behind the message. And the purpose of mirroring is to show that you're on the same page, that you get the feelings, you get the emotion, you can feel what they're feeling. And most importantly, you're encouraging them to continue speaking. Sometimes when we're sharing something that might be difficult to share, we hesitate, we hedge, but mirroring can help tell the speaker that it's okay. You can Keep going. Tell me. I'm, I'm here to listen. Tell me. The only thing that you want to refrain from doing is doing too much mirroring because then it might interfere with the speaker and their thoughts. Let's check out a couple examples from mirroring. I just don't get the shareholders. One minute they're backing up our product. The next minute they're saying we're not ready to IPO. Mirroring. I'm sensing you feel really frustrated by the shareholders. Why doesn't the department just do something about this? They knew about this issue for a really long time. They're just so incompetent. I can't believe it. Mirroring, I can see why you feel very stressed by this. So to sum up, mirroring helps to show empathy for the speaker. You feel what they're going through. You can commiserate. When you reflect meaning, you're trying to mirror the experience that they had and their emotional response to the event frustration, anger, resentment, confusion, etc. It's a way of tying together both the speaker's message and their expression of emotion. Strategy number three, using supportive body language. And for this, we have two types of nonverbal communication. We have eye contact and nodding. Let me explain. So of course, we want to maintain eye contact. We want to show that we are with them. We're focused on them. We're not looking over there. We're not looking at our phone. We're not looking at that person over there doing that thing. We're looking at them. Okay, so it's important to meet their gaze. This shows I'm paying attention. Please continue. My focus is on you. And you're connecting with them. You're building rapport. Eye contact is very powerful in interpersonal communication. We need to see the person's eyes. You want to avoid staring at them. That can make everybody feel uncomfortable. So it's good to think of it as you're looking at them in the center of their face. So people typically say, look at the nose and that way that'll, you know, it won't allow you to be doing that searching gaze like they do in the close-ups where the actors are like super close to each other. Check it out the next time you watch something. It's when the actors are looking, they're doing a searching gaze. They look from one eye to the next. You don't want to do that in real life interpersonal communication because that'll just be a little bit off-putting. Even though actors do it, that's okay. They can do it. But when you're real life communicating, 
You just want to focus on the nose. When they're sharing something, that's when you want to lock eyes with them. When they're thinking, you don't have to look at them. You can look away. You can look up, sort of show that you're thinking, but don't, you know, stare at them. That'll make everyone feel uncomfortable. The second thing is the nod, but not just any nod. It's the triple nod, right? So you might do two fast and then one. You do this. You're not even aware that you do this, but research shows something really fascinating. It shows that Doing a triple nod can encourage the speaker to speak three to four times longer than they would have if you didn't triple nod. Why is that? Because it shows that you're invested in the conversation, that you care about the person, about the speaker, and that you're encouraging them to continue. You want to know the rest. You want to know how they're feeling. You want to know the story. And it makes the speaker feel like you care like they're really being listened to and heard. We all want to feel heard. And for the triple nod, you want to avoid overdoing it. You're going to find that it's kind of fun, but there is such thing as too much nodding. (laughs) So you want to really use this triple nod when you see that the speaker is a little bit shy, a little bit hesitant, hedging, you know, saying things, using discourse markers like, well, um... I don't know how to say this. They're wondering whether they should trust you, whether they can trust you. So pull out a triple nod and show them, yes, I'm listening. I'm not going to judge you. Keep going. By using the supportive body language to interact with the speaker and empathetic communication with the eye contact and the nodding, the triple nod, you're essentially fronting. You're showing that you're laser focused. You have 100% attention on them. And this helps build the connection and build rapport between you and the speaker through these nonverbal cues. So as you can see, it's not just what you say, but it's also what you do and how you behave and what your mannerisms are and how engaged you are by showing it through your body language. So to recap, you're leveraging your supportive body language to show that you're really listening, you're really invested, and you hear them. And if this isn't VFP treatment, I don't know what is. So you're giving them the VIP treatment, which they deserve. And they'll do the same for you when the time comes. So let's recap before we go. The problem we're trying to solve is superficial, non-empathetic listening, which doesn't foster interpersonal communication. It doesn't build rapport. So we want to avoid that. What our solution is, our solution to this problem is empathetic communication empathetic listening. And we've discussed the three ways to become an empathetic listener by implementing three reflecting strategies, paraphrasing, mirroring, leveraging supportive body language. This is how you're going to strengthen your interpersonal relationships. This is how you're going to build rapport. The first strategy, paraphrasing, should be relatively straightforward. Just be sure to avoid adding your own opinion or giving your own perspective or some advice. That's not the point of this exercise. It's to check for understanding. Strategy number two for mirroring should be straightforward. Just make sure you're not doing too much of it because that'll impede their flow and their train of thought. And then for number three, body language, that's relatively easy as well. Just be sure to do it at the appropriate times and not to overdo it. My advice for you is to practice those three strategies with your friends in in casual conversation. See how they work for you, make them your own, and then take them out into the real world when a friend really would benefit from your lending an ear. And then you'll be ready to show that you're on the same wavelength as the speaker and they're gonna thank you for it. They're gonna find that you're a trustworthy friend, that you're a loyal friend, and a good listener. 
And you'll also be able to understand the driving emotion behind the message. So this is all useful in helping us build empathy in conversation by paying attention to the content, the intention, and the emotion of the message. And this is so important in becoming better at non-judgmental communication and interaction and becoming an overall better listener. It'll open the door to more genuine conversations, deeper relationships, and richer experiences. All right, Explainers, I hope you found this video helpful. Try out those strategies. Let me know how they go in the comments below. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you're subscribed. I will catch you in my next video. Happy exploring. Thank you.